as we discover together, as we uncover many aspects of law of attraction, spiritualism, and science. To see all possibilities, to see the wonder, and to see the magic that makes up all that is you, me, us, love. Along the way, we can attract wisdom. I'm delighted you're here with me exploring. The journey's always better with friends. Hi friends, thanks for spending some time with me today. I am Isabel and I've been encouraged by my friends out there to create some podcasts and YouTube videos. And I thought, hmm, maybe I would take the first stab at creating some podcast because I really love sharing what I've uncovered and communicating with all of my friends out there. So thank you for your encouragement and enjoy the show. Okay, so in case you don't know me, basically I'm a mad researcher. I got really good at doing research while I was working on my young adult fantasy novel. In that process, I fell in love with quantum physics, and I'm always amazed on what you can learn on YouTube. Uh, the Royal Institute has a great series of talks around this subject, if you're interested, by the way. Because I commute to work, I'm also a podcast junkie. I listen to Money Planet, to Freakonomics, to Science Lab. Anything that I can learn from, I really like those types of podcasts. And um, because I was listening to so many podcasts, I did stumble onto the world of universal laws and law of attraction or esoteric knowledge. And I became really curious about, you know, this world that was kind of new to me and how that was brought into my life. Believe it or not, it was because I went to go see a chiropractor for my plantar's fasciatus. And while I was being treated, we were just chit-chatting, and it turns out my chiropractor is a mad researcher and podcast junkie like me. And he's like, oh, hey, have you heard of this podcast, uh, Roberta Grimes? She's a lawyer who studies the afterlife. And I went, huh, afterlife, okay. And he's like, look, it might be a good fit because you're writing a fantasy book, and she's got some really cool kind of guests. And I thought, all right, you know, why not? I have nothing to lose. So I found her and I started listening to her podcast and she did have some really cool guests on her shows, like from doctors and professors and uh, definitely, you know, check her out if you want to. Um, and I burned through all of her shows, but um, on the intro of her show was Law of Attraction Radio. I had never heard of Law of Attraction Radio, but I found Law of Attraction Radio and I found this other podcast. Like I was like 
you know, I would test out like I would test out a podcast and if I didn't like it, I would just turn it off and, you know, I would just go on to the next podcast. And I found the teachings of Joshua and I really, really liked it because it was a deep dive into the law of attraction and practical ways on how you can apply these laws to your own life much more than positive thinking. Not that positive thinking doesn't have its place because it does, but it's that next level. And I love deep diving into any subject. So anyways, I was hooked. Um, and what I noticed was the law of attraction could really correlate to quantum theory, but like at a different kind of angle. And, um, what's interesting about Joshua's teachings is that it's being channeled, uh, now my good friend, Gary Bodley Temple. Um, and I had never really heard about channeling, you know, non-physical entities. And so I was just like, non-physical entities, like this person's channeling these group of beings that call themselves Joshua. I'm like, what? Like, like it was kind of curious, you know? And then, um, while I was listening to the podcast, they would talk about Esther Hicks. Again, I hadn't heard about Esther, Esther Hicks, but I, I had heard about the book, um, the secret and I've actually seen the movie, the secret. And, um, and then, so then I went searching on Esther Hicks and then Esther Hicks is talking to Oprah and Oprah's talking to Esther Hicks. And, and I, you know, it was like going through another door, which I love, um, all about channeling. And it turns out a lot of people can channel. And then it turns out later in life, I can channel. So everyone has this capability to channel. And it's not that I really want to go into channeling or whatever, but what I want you to understand is the reason why it kind of made sense to me and that I was open to people channeling is because I have a degree in psychology and, and one of my other passions is studying brainwaves. And I uh, we, science has known brainwaves are, is energy. Your thoughts are energy. Like you, you know, when you think something, you might relate it to burning a calorie. Like you understand that your brain needs calories or sugar to, to function, right? If, you know, if you're, if you study the body or whatever, so you, you understand at that level, but your thoughts are also energy, and, um, and just to let you know, like where science is on the, the whole energy of thoughts is that they've even developed a machine to translate your dreams, to capture your dreams. They hook you up to an EEG machine and you fall asleep in an fMRI machine and it captures your neural patterns when you are dreaming and when you dream, you probably dream of objects, right? And then that is then correlated with an actual object. So 
For example, if you think of a tree, you are actually firing a neural pattern that represents a tree. And the scientists have created a software with a learning algorithm that looks at your neural patterns and captures it and then searches the internet for that pattern that matches or closely resemble what you dream about. That's where we are in science with thoughts and brain waves. Cool, right? Okay, so I know I talked about channeling. <laughs> I talked about podcasts and whatnot. And I'm leading you down the path slowly but surely to like just you know just I don't know where you are I mean if you're my friend you're probably right with me but anyways this led me to become a QHHT practitioner and you're like what's that okay so it's quantum healing hypnosis technique created by Dolores Cannon now again you could probably see that it's got the word quantum in it. And of course, I if I came across it, I would be intrigued because I love studying quantum theory. Um, and then the hypnosis is really brainwaves, right? But anyways, so Dolores Cannon, there's, again, and look, if you want to research, I love fellow researchers, so feel free to go on YouTube and type in Dolores Cannon, and you will see that she's a cute old lady, and she has a ton of videos out there, uh, and she's also written many books, and it's her technique that I learned, and it kind of surprised me, um, but, you know, I'm sure... I. Knowing what I know now, I was totally led, um, and I and I love it. it. It's it's the reason why I love it is really the heart of these podcast series. Basically, is to help people to connect with their higher self. You might call it your inner self, your inner guide, whatever. It's pretty amazing. And if you don't know about your higher self or what it means, I think one of the ideas that might help you understand is everything is energy. And like, you know, maybe you thought about that and maybe you didn't, you know, you, you know, you're going to work nine to five, you're raising your kids, you're getting married, you have a boyfriend, you have a girlfriend, whatever, a dog, a cat, whatever. But everything is energy. And I mean everything from rocks to dog, to your dog, to your water, you know, water that you drink, everything in this entire world and universe and even multi-universes is all energy. And one of the things that was taught to me, and I don't know if, if you guys um, knew this, but energy cannot be destroyed nor created. And it's the law of conservation of energy. And that law states that energy cannot be created nor destroyed. 
It can only be transferred or changed from one form to another. It is the first law of thermodynamics. Now, look, I'm not going to go into this law and the history and everything, but I just wanted you to understand that your higher self is you, but at a higher frequency of your energy. And, you know, energy, think of energy like a current, like waves, and it, it has a frequency. And you listening to me right now is my sound is traveling through the air as waves. And all I really want you to kind of be open to is just know that everything is energy, including you and your higher self is just vibrating at a higher frequency. Yeah. Okay. I hope, <laughs> hopefully I didn't lose you, but there's a lot more than what you see, you know, there really is. And, you know, I kind of like, I kind of like say it's Joseph Priestley discovered oxygen in 1774. And I'm sure, you know, we were familiar with air. We knew that there was wind and, and we couldn't see air, but, you know, we, we kind of sensed it, right? And, um, you know, through a series of burning stuff and using mice, uh, they discovered the, the gases that comprised of the air that you breathe. And, and so I don't necessarily want, I mean, if you want, we can deep dive into this, but your higher self, just know that it's always there just because you can't see it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. I guess that's what I'm trying to say in a very nice, gentle way. Um, just know that your higher self exists. And, and, and this is how I kind of equate it. You could say, well, you know what is, well, I don't know if I buy that. And I'd be like, well, you know, I can kind of understand it. It's sort of like, your friend describing a kiss. They're like their first kiss where their knees are weak and their heart is in their throat and they're telling you about their kiss and you're like, oh, that's so nice, right? But you haven't had your first kiss, right? So to you, it's just a story. It's just a sweet story and you're kind of happy for your friend, but you're like, whatever. I mean, you kind of believe it, but you don't, you know, you don't know what to think about it. And you just like chalk it up to like, that's their experience. But when it happens to you and your heart is in your throat and you're like, oh my gosh, I can barely stand. This is what they're talking about. That's when it becomes real, right? That's when you're like, oh my gosh, I think this is love, right? And until then, it's just a story. Until you experience it, it's just a story. So I get it. And, and basically, these are going to be stories for you, you know, and, and we're just exploring other people's experiences with their higher self. But, you know, I wanted to share these stories with you because they are so freaking cool. <laughs> You'll see. <laughs>
<laughs> All right. So your higher self. Okay. Believe it or not, most of you have experienced your higher self and maybe, you know, you didn't know that was your higher self, but I'm going to bring it down back to an everyday experience. Have you ever had a gut feeling, you know, when you feel something in the pit of your stomach and you have no logic behind it, but you just know something that's your higher self communicating with you. Your higher self is never, never, never not with you because it's you. And whether you listen to your gut or not, and you know who you are out there, it's okay because in our society, um, we really haven't been encouraged to be intuitive. Now, I do think that um, people in the military, um, people who play a sport, I think it's acceptable for them to like, listen to their gut, listen to their senses. Um, one of the interesting things that I came across was the native American Indians grew their hair long was because they felt like their hair was another sense, like an antenna to feel the vibration in the air. Right. And they were really tapping into the unknown, the energy, the unseen, you know, using, you know, their spidery senses, you know, and I love the fact that Marvel comics and you know, kind of talk about these senses, but we kind of relegate it as, oh, well, that's just fantasy, right? But it's not. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to tell you in a very nice way. There's, there's just a lot more going on here. Anyways, okay, so back to your intuition and gut. Let's, let's say you're with me and you're like, okay, Isabel says there's a higher self and I like her and she, she seems really sweet. So I'm going to go with that. And she's telling me it's my intuition gut and I can kind of wrap my mind around that. Right now, the work that I do as a QHHT practitioner is something very practical. Also, I am getting you to play in your right side of the brain and your right side of the brain is the place where you're intuitive and creative. Um, there's a great book out there and it's called drawing with the right side of your brain by Betty Edwards. In fact, if you go to her website, www.drawright.com. There's an exercise on her website and I would love for you to try it out just once, you know, because again, we're really not encouraged to like get in tune with that right side. But, you know, if I can encourage you a little bit um, to play on that right side, it just, it just opens up your world. And how fun is that? 
right? Why not see all the colors? So the, check out the website because it's actually kind of cool. There's like some before and after pictures up there on the website. And if you click around, it explains why it works and how our brain functions in the two hemispheres. And it's really from the work of the Nobel Prize winning work of Roger Sperry. Um, and the reason why I bring up like these two hemispheres is because as much as like, you know, I'm going to talk about like your higher self and like esoteric knowledge, I'd like to kind of show you the practical side of it, you know, so that you can process it, you know, uh, just a little bit more. So when I do a session with you, I'm asking you to play on your right side of your brain. And sometimes it takes a few sessions for you to play on the right side of the brain because you're very left brain um, and you just haven't played on the right side of the brain. So when I ask you to do something, you're like, whoa, you know, I, I, I can't do that. But you can and it's OK. I'm, and this is why I like to do multiple sessions. I like to ease folks in, especially if they're the left side of the brain kind of people, very analytical, very factual, very practical um, in that realm. And it's okay because most people can connect in one session to the right side of the brain. And I'm just letting you know that if you are a control freak, it may take you a few times, but maybe doing a few exercises with the right side of the brain might help you. And anyways, if you're listening to this, you're ready to connect with your higher self. So I'm just going to give you an overview of what a session is like. I basically put you in a very relaxed state, just telling you a story. Your brain waves will be at the theta state. The theta state is right before you go to sleep. You are fully aware. You're just really relaxed. And then I ask you some questions and whatever pops into your mind, you just go with it. And we go into a past life because believe it or not, your higher self shows you a past life to help you understand this life. And that's the only purpose of it. It's to gain insight into this life. We don't need to relive a past life. We are just gaining insight of this life because this life is the most important life. Now, I'm hoping that um, you understand that because your energy and you have a higher self that's vibrating at a high, higher frequency, um, you've had many experiences. You've had many lives. Um, and, and you have to be open to this idea, but if energy cannot be destroyed, then you're eternal. 
And if you're eternal, well, you get to do a lot of things, basically, because <laughs> you're eternal. Um, again, it's not important for you to understand fully that concept. Just know that there are past lives because you're an eternal being and we just go into a past life to gain insight for this life. Okay. Hopefully I haven't lost you and that you're okay with this concept, but let's just go with it. Even if you don't believe it, it's okay because we're going to listen to some people's past lives and what I've uncovered. So as I was doing this work and I thought, gosh, you know, what would be really cute to share with my friends is that, you know, something that we experience every day, like the modern day world, how dances, um, in our experience can really change our life. And you think like really a dance? And I'm like, yeah, like I, it was kind of sweet and it kind of surprised me how a dance can really change a person's life and how that day was important to them. And whether you are waiting to be asked or doing the asking, pushing through the fear, saying yes, or getting up the courage to ask someone really makes a difference. So I'm going to share a past life experience, just a little snippet of it, um, of a girl at a party with green ribbons in her hair. And uh, let's listen in. Something. Yeah. And are you still really young or are you a little older? No. I have. Green ribbons in my hair. <gasps> Green ribbons. Wow. My hair is curly. Oh, you sound beautiful. <laughs> yeah. And I've got a crush on a boy. Ooh, crush on a boy. I'm not supposed to say anything. <laughs> well, it's okay. You can say it to me. I bet he's very cute. Is he cute? Okay, so the reason why I shared that little snippet is because um, when I was working with this client, she, she was a little girl, and then she was at this dance, and, and we're going through her life, and she's at a party with the green ribbons in her hair, and I just totally cracked up. And what was really cute about it is I later come to find out that um, her dad called her carrot top in this past life. And I'm looking at my client and she's got, she's got strawberry blonde hair, red hair. And I'm like, isn't that funny? Like here's this past life, which I just want to tell you from the clues she gave me about this past life. I think it was around the 1850s. And, uh, and here she is in modern day time with the same color hair. And I, I just thought that was really cute. So this dance, that boy does 
end up asking the girl with the green ribbons in the hair to dance, and they do end up marrying. And uh, and this was an important day in this life of for for this entity. And I just thought that was really charming. Okay. Um, there's another session with a client of mine that we're we're going to actually explore this life a little more uh, in detail and um, get to the higher self so you can see the correlation because that's really what I wanted to show you the wonder and magic out there. Okay, but what's really cute is he is um, at a ball and that's where I'm going to leave it. Let's listen in. What's happening? What do you see? I'm at a ball. Oh, nice. I'm at a, uh, it's a very, it's a very happy day for me. It is? And yes, there's a, there's a girl that I want to ask to dance. Oh, <laughs> are you going to ask her to dance? <laughs> you can do it. Yeah, I think. <laughs> You gotta yeah. do it. I hope you ask her to dance. I, I think I'd do it. I All right. Oh. <laughs> That's wonderful. I think uh, if I didn't do it, I'd regret it for the rest of my life. Yeah. So you have to ask her to dance. That's wonderful. And um, let's let's fast forward so we can condense time so you're dancing with her. Can you see yourself on the dance floor with her? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and are you having fun? Oh, my God. Fun, nerves, it's, it's all there. <laughs> I bet she's beautiful. She is. I love when he says... It's all there, nerves, everything, you know? And when we were doing the session, I was just like right there with him at the ball, being really nervous to, to ask the girl to dance. And I'm, I'm so glad he pushed through his fear. So you don't know this, but we fast forward um, through his life and that's the girl he ends up marrying and having a child. Um, so what I wanted to share with you um, in this session is he's a pilot. We find out he's a pilot, like um, when he's dropped into the, his past life, um, we're in a field and there's tents and whatnot, and we uncover that he's a pilot. And I wanted to share with you on his love of flying and how this really plays out in this life. So let's listen in again. Do you know uh, where you're going to? Are you flying today? Yeah, we're, we're running drills. Mm -hmm. We're going to, I'm going to fly my plane. Nice. Nice, that's fun. Do you love flying? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> when I was young, I used to look at the birds. Uh-huh. And imagine that, what it would be like to be a bird. Oh, 
That's wonderful. And now you're flying amongst the birds. It's flight is something that I never thought would be possible for pe for humans. Ah, how lucky. And now you can fly. But but it's not I don't know. I I have to fly for for war. Ah, yeah. Sometimes happens in life, you know? Yeah. Um, I know, not for enjoyment. Well, but at least you're up in the sky. It's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. It's a... Oh, wow. That's great. Are you flying now? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And how are you with the plane? Are you are you a good pilot? It's it's something that comes natural to me. Oh, that's lovely. There are better pilots than me, but you're pretty good. I don't know if anyone enjoys it more than me. <laughs> hey, did you notice how flying came easy to him? Well, I've noticed a pattern in lives, and I hope this helps you in your life, that the stuff that you find easy, you should explore. If it comes easy to you, or it feels natural, take another look at it, you know? Just don't assume that everyone can do what you can do so easily, because I'm pretty sure it's gonna lead you to where you need to go, and what you need to explore here in the here and now and that my friends my scooby-doo friends that's our clue okay so the pilot um ends up marrying the girl that he asked at the ball and he ends up working in a steel factory after the war and has a son and um we're gonna fast forward and we're gonna meet him off alone and his son is grown and he talks about this important moment and how he wants to change his life, but he doesn't know how. And boy, can we not all relate, right? Okay, let's listen in. Where are you? I'm alone. You're alone, okay. I'm in the house or? No, I'm off. I'm off by myself. Mm-hmm. I am... Um, I'm, I'm feeling very sad. Oh. I am... Um, I... I miss... I'm missing adventure from my life. <laughs> sure. I used to I used to be in the sky, mm. and now I'm now I'm just living my life mm -hmm. as a family, and I'm getting I'm missing this I'm missing what it feels like to fly or to go on adventures. Sure, you miss the freedom of just soaring in that sky. Yeah. Do you think you're gonna go back to the sky and soar? I want to. Yeah.
I really want to, but I don't know how. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Sometimes society kind of push, pushes you onto a different path. Yes. Yeah, I understand. But I still, it doesn't change how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I really have this feeling that I, I, I want to... I want to do something more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, is your child grown now? Yes. Andy's grown? He's grown. Oh. He's um, on his own now. He's on his own now. Oh. Did he become a pilot? He didn't. He didn't. He didn't become a pilot. No. All right. Oh. All right, let's leave that scene and let's move forward to another important day, a day you consider when something is happening. Where are you? I'm flying. You're flying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm flying again. I was able to. That's great. I'm a, I'm a pilot again, but this time for for an airline. Yes. <laughs> I'm so glad. Pan Am. Yes. I'm a Pan Am pilot. That's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> so you pushed past your fear and you did it. I did it. Yes. <laughs> Just like asking that girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. I'm so excited for you. Flying again. Oh. That's great. Oh. It's a it's a it's a beautiful life. And I, I, I get to see so many different places and different Mm-hmm. I get to see so many different countries. Yeah, yeah. And things that I never dreamed I could see. Wow. <laughs> That's fun. How fun is that? Yeah. Aww. And now you get to travel the world and fly a big plane, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> and I get to give other people the same feeling that I got when I got to enter the sky for the first time. Because a lot of people that I mm -hmm. that fly with me are flying for the first time. Wow. Because this is something that not people have done people haven't done before. Yeah. And I just like to be able to help them experience this feeling of flying. Oh that's wonderful. Oh, I'm so happy for you. Yay, he's a pilot. What's nice about this work is you can see how a pivotal decision and the outcome, um, because we can compress time and space. And what's really cool is how he pushes past his fear and how much joy it brought to him and others. Um, so I move him to his last day of life and I can tell you his son was by his side. Uh, telling him about his grandkids, holding his hand as he passed, and it was really sweet. 
But then I asked the pilot to look at his life from the other side and review it. And um, this is what he said. Let's listen in. Every life has a lesson and a purpose. As you look at that life, what did you learn from it? I learned that sometimes I can be my own worst enemy. I can stand it. Mm. I let I let fear govern my life. Mm. That's easy to do. I was I was not afraid to fly or to do risky maneuvers with the airplane, but I was afraid to take chances with mm. with my life. Mm -hmm. What would you have done differently? You think? I would have taken more chances. I would have I would have explored more. I would have I would have met more people. I kind of I kind of kept kept close to my family. Uh-huh. And I didn't I didn't really let myself get close to anybody. Oh, I see. Yeah. And it made me very feel very alone. Yeah, sure. So I, I wish I made more friends. Yeah. Yeah. And be a little bit more open. Yeah. 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 But you know, I'm sure it was that time, that time period, you know? Yeah, I, I had to I had to very I felt a lot of emotion, but I felt like I always had to put up a front. Mm -hmm. I had to be I had to be a very tough guy. Tough guy, yeah. 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 Well that was, you know, part of the culture then, you know. It was part of the uh men don't cry. Um but you definitely had a free spirit, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's so wonderful. And it seemed like you had a beautiful life, a very beautiful life. I did. And you had a son that loved you. I got to fly. And <laughs> you got to fly. Oh, I'm so happy that you shared that life with me. That was beautiful. I like this candid review of a life and how beautiful the life he lived and what he experienced. Okay, so now I'm going to bring in his higher self and you're gonna hear the higher self perspective of the life of the pilot. All right, let's listen in. Now I want all the consciousness and personalities of Casey to once again return to the body and fully integrate back into the body. May I speak to Casey's subconscious, please? Yes. I have permission to speak to Casey's subconscious? Yes. I respect the power of the subconscious because I know the subconscious takes care of Casey's body and does a very good job of it. I also know the subconscious has records of everything that has ever happened to Casey in this lifetime and all the other lifetimes he has ever lived. So I respect the power of the subconscious and I always ask for permission to speak to it and ask questions. Do I have permission to ask questions? 
Yes. Oh, thank you. I know the subconscious could have brought forth many different lifetimes for Casey to see. Why did you show Casey the pilot? The pilot was meant to show him what's possible. Mm -hmm. To show him that what you dream can be possible. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you look at something and you can convince yourself how much that could never happen, but Casey, Casey sometimes needs to realize that sometimes these dreams can come true. Ah, so Casey is dreaming, isn't he? <laughs> he is a dreamer. He's naturally a dreamer. He dreams a lot. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure you're guiding him on these dreams. <laughs> yes. And is there a particular dream you would like Casey to pursue? Yes. Yes. There's many, but if, if there's one that was most important, mm -hmm. it would be his art, his writing. Ah. Sometimes he doesn't think that that he he'd be good enough for he's not creative enough or his his things mm -hmm. are but and he convinces himself out of it but he dreams of being of creating beautiful things of writing beautiful songs. Oh. He's a poet. Yes. Aww. Now, does he have a little songbook? Yes. He does. Okay. And he he dreams of yeah. sometimes of, of of writing songs and performing them for people. Uh huh. He can visualize it. Uh huh. But he doesn't do it. Aww, we've got to get him to do it. <laughs> I mean, if he didn't ask that girl to dance, he wouldn't have Andy for crying out loud. And that's why, that's why he saw this life. Yeah. Was to see that sometimes when you are most uncomfortable, when you push yourself, that sometimes could be the most rewarding. Yes, yes. What you dream is possible and convince yourself it is not possible. I love that line because I think we all do it at some point in our lives. Thanks for spending some time with me. The next podcast will actually go back into this session because we did a second life and it's about a servant girl life for the Empress. It's very cool. All right, so until next time, remember sometimes when you are the most uncomfortable, it can be the most rewarding. Talk to you all soon, my friends. Bye. If you're inspired to reach out or know somebody who is an expert in the subject matter we discussed today, please let us know. You can reach us at attractingwisdom at gmail.com or find us on Facebook under Attracting Wisdom and shoot us a message over there. Attractingwisdom.com is where we'll gather our information. Until next time, friends, explore away.